Okay. Konnichiwa, chest, ciao, hi, bonjour, salam, hola, oa, privet, marhaba, zdravo, anion naseo, hujambo, nihao, merhaba. The Olympics are here, and this is Volleyball Explained podcast. Guys, are you ready for the Olympics? Yep. I, I don't, but uh, yes. Let's see what. Uh, let's enjoy at least some quality uh, events. And congratulations, by the way, Nicola, for the long, yeah. <laughs> long waited title in the Eurocode. So, yes, we are ready. Uh, today, our, let's say, schedule is to make a slight or not that slight commentary on the squads of the teams uh, firstly about the men's tournament and then about uh, the the women's one uh, and uh, I believe that it's a very um, appropriate thing to do to start with the let's say at least on paper the the tougher group in the men's tournament and we can start with the Brazilian team, uh, which won the VNL. Uh, I don't think there are some surprises in the team, in the roster, in the 12 people who are going to be there uh, in Tokyo. And actually, I believe that they are there already, uh, the, the Brazilian team. So uh, first question, probably can Brazil uh, keep their form from from VNL uh, uh, going into the Olympics. Nicola, please help me. <laughs> well, that, that's the, the biggest question mark. Uh, and this is a question that could also be asked the other way around. How will perform the teams that didn't play in the VNL in the Olympics? I think that the Brazilians are a team that has been tested for the past uh, three months so they pretty much know uh, how to use their uh, so their day energy in the in the tournament and i think that yeah they will keep their good momentum from the bunel that has been a long time waiting for, for that goal in bunel into the olympics and to me right now they're the favorite for for the gold so I think Brazil will push it since the first game. Well, um, um, I will say that uh, we will have to not look so much uh, into what can give uh, Brazil, but uh, uh, the other teams because you know the VNL was uh, like a testing ground. You know, no, no team, even the good, the big ones. Uh, didn't take it too serious because they were testing all the tournament players and and, and lineups and like Poland, like Russia, uh, USA. Maybe they use Matthew Anderson three or four games uh, and never use the too much the combination with Taylor Sander who is in uh, in 100% shape. And of course, the the big question mark is is, is Italy, after being like 
two two months uh, training uh, and uh, on, with only two two games prior the competition against Argentina, which they won by uh, uh, by the way. So yes, uh, Brazil of course is a favorite in every tournament. They are favorite since 2001 uh, in any major tournament. Uh, they are being the finalists uh, since 2004 and never miss a Olympic final. So we we can see that the the question he, here is which what team or which team can uh, accompany uh, Brazil into that semi-final uh, because I'm uh, I'm now projecting now the the semi-final. There is no question that uh, only a big 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 uh, error by Brazil uh, can can take off the semi so uh, yes Brazil is one of the favorites no question about it one of the details is that they start with uh, the two let's say easier matches because they for, for sure they start with the, the, the easiest match uh, against Tunisia and then they will play their uh, continental rivals uh, from Argentina and uh, thereafter are the other matches against uh, Russia, USA and uh, France. So uh, let's, uh, by the way, just to mention that in the beginning, I would say that in the, in the group stage, a very important uh, feature of, of the battle will be the schedule of the of the teams because for for sure is not very um, likable for the teams to to play at uh, nine uh, local time in the morning or even in uh, eleven local time. So that that could be a, a, some kind of a problem. But I'm sure that they will take this into account and uh, prepare accordingly. Let's go to the USA um, team. Uh, Ronnie mentioned that a bit, uh, the lack of Russell, Aaron Russell due to injury. And uh, uh, how are, go are going USA to line up? Because uh, probably Anderson, Anderson is going to play as an opposite. And uh, could uh, DeFalco, with uh, his very good, uh, even not say great season in uh, Vibu Valentia can actually substitute Russell and probably the other person playing as an outside hitter will be Taylor Sander. Uh, I think that from the group of the outside hitters from the US, definitely the Falco is more likely to be the, the starting uh, along with, uh, with Taylor Sander. The other two are Thomas Jeski and Muagu uh, Tutia. The big question there is... Uh, We've seen the Falco all season long in, in Vibo Valencia and he has huge up and downs even within the same game. So when will it be the moment to push? Will he be able to be consistent and help his teammates? That, that's the, the biggest question to me. Uh, on the other hand, I don't think that you could rely too much on an, an entire tournament on, on Jeski, for example, to be the other uh, outside hitter. And Muagututia, I think, is there just as a fourth, uh, see, a third string yeah. uh, in case of uh, maybe we'll play against uh, Tunisia uh, or, uh, or the weakest team. Uh, 
Yes, definitely USA has a weaker, if you you can say so, weaker squad than in 2016. There is no Aaron Russell or Ray Pretty, which already retires from uh, 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 volleyball, uh, or at least indoor volleyball. Uh, but uh, yes, it's a, it's a combination of, of youth. We have uh, Ensign as a backup uh, opposite, uh, which uh, who sorry who will play in, in, in Italy if I'm not mistaken next season. And yeah, you have uh, you have a good team. Like I say, they have uh, 50 uh, sorry see, yes 50 50 percent of chances to uh, pass the quarterfinals because like Italy. Uh, many people don't think that they uh, they are contenders, but you know uh, this this country have uh, what I call it uh, Olympic experience uh, and always manage some way or another to pass the quarterfinals, which is, for example for teams like Poland has been impossible uh, since uh, since Beijing. Yeah. Uh... I would mention here also that uh, USA is a team uh, which prepares always uh, for the Olympics is their first horizon. They will start against France uh, on 24th of July on Saturday. Uh, so let's go to Russia or the Russian Olympic Committee team. But uh, we are going to uh, call them Russia for the obvious reasons of normality, reasons. let's say, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, Musinski due to injury is out and uh, this could uh, I would say that uh, could create some um, yeah probably it's very interesting at least for me how are, how are going uh, they to line up uh, because uh, I would say that uh, the Bankov probably is going to start as a setter because uh, he won everything with uh, Dynamo Moscow this season, the last season. And uh, Mikhailov, with his experience, is going to be the opposite with a great substitution like uh, Viktor Poletaev. But uh, from that on, probably Kluka and uh, yeah, the middle blockers are also very interesting. Who, are, uh, who of them is going to be uh, chosen by the by the head coach Thomas Samovu. Uh, I disagree on the setter uh, selection because, as we all know, uh, Kopsar will be the setter of uh, St. Petersburg for the next season, and he was uh, the starting uh, setter uh, in almost the entire BNL. So. Uh, I really doubt even if Pankov has uh, better hands or talent, uh, gift, uh, talented gifted, uh, will will I think he will start with uh, with with Kopsar. and this is a team that doesn't have anymore that uh, exper ex experienced leader because some some people might think that Mihailo is is that one, but he never he never stood like the the leader of of Russia that that paper was to Sergei Tatyukin which which is already sorry which is already uh, retired and he he played his last game in in Rio de Janeiro uh, five years ago so uh, this is a new a new Russia a new Russia with 
with uh, with faces like Kliuka, uh, who who was in the in Rio, Volkov, uh, uh, the the middle blockers. I I'm not talking about Volvich, I'm talking about Kukaev and uh, and Yakovlev. And I didn't like the cut of Plasov because I think he he did well in the in the in the pro season. Maybe he's not that explosive or that quick, good, quick blocker, yeah, uh, quick, quick blocker. But uh, I think it could be, uh, sorry, it could give more uh, from my perspective than uh, than Bolvich. So maybe Bolvich went to Tokyo because of the experience, and that could be a, a key factor. And yes, Russia overall for me is one of those teams that. Uh, could make it into the semis easily. Uh, the the thing is uh, how uh, or sorry who uh, who will gonna uh, face Russia in the quarterfinals. And if it's Poland or Italy, they could be in trouble. But uh, I think they are pretty much for me the second team in this in this group. The first who will be Brazil. I put it in the second in the second place. You basically said it all. <laughs> and I yeah. agree with uh, with Ronnie. I also think that Kauzar will be the the starting setter probably in the in the Olympics. And uh, Russia is another team who is always uh, who always which always prepares with uh, with a view to the to the Olympics. So it's going to be also very interesting. Uh, even they have a little bit not that experienced. Uh, team like uh, in uh, previous uh, previous championships okay let's go to france uh, what uh, a little bit um, surprised me when i saw the french roster was the lack of Thibaut Rossar, who made also as uh, like the uh, falco a great season in vivo valentia but uh, Another detailed uh, look in the in the in the roster says it all because uh, instead of him is uh, Yasin Wati who was who is actually a champion of Poland, so probably a champion of Poland uh, uh, trumps uh, uh, I don't know which place in uh, fifth sixth I don't know I, I, it's not a fifth because they they were they were playoffs so uh, in Vivo Valentia so. Are probably that's a normal decisions, normal decisions with uh, with Tilik Leveno and Ngapet, uh, of course, the other three outside hitters. Uh, we talked several times about uh, Tonio Tibrizar being the the best uh, setter pair from all the from all the favorites uh, in the VNL, but also in the Olympics. So this is going to be an interesting uh, moment. Uh, how they are going to be. Uh, lineup lined up. Uh, pr of course, uh, I believe that Tonyuti will start, but Brizar is a great uh, substitution. Who could give a lot in uh, changing the pace of the game, changing the style of the team. And I have a question: If somebody is able to answer to me, what happened with Kevin Luru? Oh, Kevin Leroux had uh, back problems since he played in Sala Cruzeiro the season after uh, Simon and Leal departure and that will be 2018-2019 uh, since that, since that he, his career has, uh, has, has declined 
and there are some rumors that he will retire soon, as uh, his wife did. He played uh, in 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 the in the now disappeared team of Rennes before the disintegration of that organization, and then try this season to come back uh, in Berlin, uh, but it didn't go it didn't go as he had planned. So uh, yeah, Kevin Leroux will be missing, but I think uh, since 2017, the last World League, he, he wasn't the same, so uh, yeah. uh, that that could be a, 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 a... that No, sorry, that could not. That, that is a good, uh, uh, sorry, a bad uh, thing for, for France. But on the other hand, you have, like you say, uh, good uh, two good setters, uh, an experienced one, of course, in Tony T and, and Brissard. Uh, my problem with France is the oxide heater position because you never know how Engapet will enter into the court. Sometimes he wants to make the point and he attack uh, uh, badly, only on purpose. He sometimes he doesn't think too much in what the team needs and go YOLO you only once for those who who don't know what the term means uh, and get blocked or uh, he send the ball out so uh, that's one of the main uh, problems that France had they had it in the VNL in the game of Brazil and just best but he if he comes uh, focus maybe they, ha they have a chance France is a team that for me could make it into the semis but will be much harder because I, I'm projecting that France uh, will will talk maybe third or fourth place. Uh, it will depend who is the who is the rival because if it is uh, Italy it will be a, a, a hard a hard battle for them because Italy plays the same style, you know, technical, uh, reception, uh, pri sorry, pri prioritizing the, the reception and the fundamentals. So uh, it, it is true that in the last matches, France always win over Italy, but we are talking about the Olympic Games and France never, never, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I don't think ever uh, make it into the semifinals. So uh, let's see what, what they can do. Uh, the other thing is uh, uh, Jean Patry, uh, very young opposite, and you can know uh, what's gonna, what's going on uh, with with his mind, with his head. Sorry, uh, because this is an important tournament, even bigger than the World Championship, and this will always be a, a problem for young players. Yeah, I believe that neither of the two uh, opposites of France are now uh, in, uh, let's say, are able to, are, uh, yeah, are, are able to, uh, to, to be compared with, uh, with the best shape of Antonin Rosier, for example. I, I think that Leroux won't be missing because we all see how Chinani has played in Italy in the past uh, in the past years, how much has improved this season with Hugo Valencia. So as middle blockers, then they will be fine with him and, and Legoff probably starting. And on the other end, 
yeah, the, the players who are at the first experience at the Olympics could suffer it, but they also have an advantage to play without the uh, the crowd. So uh, it, you you got the pressure of the tournament, but you can still perform as you have been in the past uh, year and a half without uh, actually people putting you under pressure during the game. Uh, on the other hand, you say it, it would be a, a very good match to watch if Italy and France will meet in the, the quarterfinal. Uh, uh, let's hope it will end like in Rio, where Italy basically destroyed France. In That was such a uh, unexpected way that the face of Blengini looking at the score in the Jumbotron like that became a meme here in Italy, a meme. I don't know how you want to call it. That's a... <laughs> So unexpected it was, but I think that France I will put their a uh, step ahead of the U.S. So probably I also think they will get third in the in the in the group, or if Russia will not click, they could also sneak into into the second position. But you know that the the problem is not that group, but how will end the other group so if italy and poland will take the first and the second place or better poland the first and italy the second then whoever gets first or second basically i wouldn't say it's already in the semi-final but it, it should be yeah i would say that it's very probable that these uh, uh this uh three teams are going to have uh one win from their matches one against each other so that's that's very probable for me at least okay uh, for argentina i'm not sure i have a lot to say uh i am a little bit surprised that sanchez is the second setter after luciano de Checo and not for example cavana but uh, this is not that big of a surprise for in, in enemies and uh, the uh, the last team uh, in the in the group is uh, Tunisia, and uh, I'm not uh, really uh, excited about uh, them having more than a set somewhere in the tournament, probably. Yeah. Well, uh, Tunisia is uh, is a team that the only player that I know is Wasim Bentara. He will play. Well, he will play not. He plays in Poland, in the in one of the worst teams. Uh, so uh, you can imagine yeah. uh, what's uh, what's going on with this team. A team that had uh, prior this competition cases of COVID, like three, in the, including in the staff uh, uh, roster. And about Argentina, uh, well, Sanchez. Why? Because. Uh, Marcelo Mendes is looking now forward uh, after the Olympics that he knows that the Checo will retire, Conte will retire, and he is setting up the things for the for Paris. Uh, that doesn't mean that it will be hard to Argentina to qualify because if they doesn't make it via World Cup, they always have the South the, the strong South American Championship, you know. To to get the to get his ticket there, uh, of course, if Brazil qualify in the in the World Cup. Uh, other thing that I want to mention about Argentina, 
this is a team that uh, had his prime back uh, back in 2016 and this is why uh, teams that are not physically gifted uh, like I don't know maybe uh, Italy or uh, Argentina uh, those kind of things uh, teams sorry uh, look uh, and uh, and what their prime pass over the 28, 20, 29, maybe 30 years. We have Conte with 32 years, and we have uh, Pereira, who already, uh, he, he, I think he plays in, in some Arab uh, country. Uh, this is a thing also that doesn't have a pure uh, opposite since the time of the great uh, Milinkovic. So, uh, yeah, he has been a problem to find uh, as a, a taller or sizer uh, opposite and you you have a loser which is a good middle blocker he's good at reading block but it's only 197 so at some point of his career maybe before the 30 years he will suffer to catch on the the new generation so and that's why the middle blockers have to be at least two three or, or something like that so uh, and of course now that I mentioned the size the size is another factor that Argentina doesn't have and Italy for example have uh, don't have many but they have uh, more size uh, players so uh, and that's why Argentina always struggle at big competition physical game and size game they cannot perform uh, sorry you can play defense only if you want to win championship or uh, let's say a skillful place like Papi did or Conte like to, to do you can win only with, with that so uh, at some point uh, they gonna ask you for more I only I only do not understand why Conte and the Checo need to retire from the national team at 33 and 32. It has to be with problems basically with their, their federation and the, mm -hmm. and the treat that they receive. Uh, maybe money that they doesn't pay and such like that. It's, it's, it's very common in, in Latin America, uh, uh, the bosses of the federation doesn't like to pay the players and I think they are tired, you know. Of this situation, I I think they already give 100% what they had to to the national team since 2008. Sorry, 2012. They already make it into three Olympics. So I think this is a an era for Argentina that that close. Um, for me, I don't think they they, they will continue. Maybe. Uh, for the next year, maybe because the World Championship is not in two years, is the next year. But I don't think they will go to Paris. That's my my opinion. Okay, probably here is the time also to mention the COVID impact. One thing is that there will be no spectators in the in the stands. But another thing is that each team has uh, two substitutes. Uh, I'm not sure how they. They, they call them uh, in the official in the official rosters uh, but uh, with 
all this COVID hype and problems and rising numbers in some countries, uh, uh, it's very probable that some go, somebody is going to explode uh, uh, from from some of the teams. At least, I hope that there won't be anyone, but it's very probable. So this is going to be another factor because if someone from the bigger players, from the stars, from the very uh, from players which have a lot of impact on on the teams. Uh, Playing style or uh, scoring, etc., etc., is uh, diagnosed with COVID, with a tournament uh, of uh, how many days? Uh, a little bit more than uh, two weeks. Uh, he's not. He's not going to be able to to play anymore in the tournament. So this is going to be a factor if it happens. I hope it it it, uh, it won't happen, but. Uh, this is also something uh, which uh, can be taken into account. So when talking about the teams, uh, probably uh, it was a good idea to, to check also who are the substitutes. But we can also do it this uh, through the tournament if there are any, uh, any reason to, to, to talk about it. I hope there won't be any. Let's go to the other group. Uh, the other group with uh, Poland, uh, Italy, uh, Iran, Canada, uh, Venezuela, and Japan, the hosts. Uh, let's start with the obvious one, Poland. Uh, Poland uh, had a very good VNL, but not great at the end with uh, with a, a loss against Brazil in the uh, in the final. Okay, they reached the final, but they also lost against uh, France in the last match of the of the group stage. Uh, we talked about the Kubiak problem. Uh, what do you think about about the team and uh, the fact that, for example, Zatorski, due to injury, it was not sure until the last moment if he is going to to play to be there at least. I think that. We don't have surprises in, in the Polish team. I mean, basically, those are the guys that everyone expected to be um, in the Olympics, uh, except maybe the Zatorski situation that was uh, uh, constantly monitored, I, I hope so, by the, the, the Polish staff. Um, honestly, uh, I don't think they will need or the power to win the, the group uh, at the beginning. Um, so, whoever will play, and the only serious game they have will be the one against Italy, in my opinion, um, could uh, build a momentum that then the Polish, who, as Ronnie said, uh, has been a long time since they, they've been in a semi-final in, in, in the Olympics, uh, could be the momentum that will help them to overcome whoever comes fourth in the, let's call, group of death, the, the, the group B. So about Poland, in, in my opinion, it's exactly how we expected the the, the team to be. Uh, if they reach another final, there is always that big question point about how the the crazy Kubiak will perform. But I think they will be very happy to be there. Well, Poland, what what we can say about that team that you guys didn't say already? Uh, for me, it's not a bad thing losing versus Brazil because we all know the caliber of Brazil 
uh, that that is a team that I think uh, seven seven or eight Olympic champions will uh, will play again. And uh, yes, uh, they lose versus Russia. No, they 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 won versus Russia, but they lose versus France. And yeah. at the end, I think uh, one of the problems that they had in the VNL is that Heinen was, uh, like I said before, uh, testing all the players. You know, he had he hadn't a squad already in his mind like Brazil had, and that could be a, a key factor. And I think they will use the same players or almost the same players at least for the first four games to ensure the the qualification at the first place and then of course play in the quarterfinal and since uh, the main goal of this team is at least be in the final i don't think that right now is the time of resting players you know leon only play before the final like five games of the of the 15 or 16 so uh, I don't put any excuse he played his the, the baddest uh, game of his entire career maybe in any national team um, in Cuba or Poland in the final versus Brazil but uh, right now this is the tournament that he has been waiting uh, since he he his debut in the Cuban national team, he never he never was in a in a senior Olympic game. He already won the young Olympic game medal, but uh, this is this is this is it. And I think uh, with him they can make it into the semi-final, and of course beat who, whoever uh, who, whoever goes there. And and yes, or it could be the case that. We all know are predicting that the final will be Poland and versus Brazil, but maybe Poland will face Brazil in the semi-finals. Who knows? Because you know, you can expect uh, the expected results in in the Olympics. You know, so it, it could happen too. Why not? Uh, those two teams made in the in the semis before the final. So uh, let's see. But for me, of course, they are the favorites to win the group. And I make it. Well, we are back for the second half of this, uh, uh, let's say, learning podcast about volleyball. We already talked about the group of that group B in the men uh, tournament at Tokyo twenty twenty plus one, and we are now talking about the group A. We already talked about Poland which is a contender for the quarterfinals or maybe, who knows, the final. Uh, now I think uh, Bodan is the time to talk about Italy, which is a team that <laughs> for me uh, has have a very uh, mysterious game because we have only seen two, two, two games against Argentina and for me it wasn't the best of the game of them so uh, of day so uh, sorry then let's see what's what's going on with Italy uh, I would I would say that uh, the European champion in football Nicola is going to do the talking okay well it's been <laughs> uh, it's been quite uh, some moments after the the list of Blengini 
uh, the spark of some controversy here in Italy, especially from those players who has been left off the the twelve men list, uh, especially uh, from uh, Daniele Mazzone and Filippo Lanza. They both uh, obviously didn't agree with uh, with Lengini. They hope to be there in uh, in the Olympics, but the more how can I say controversial call probably is the one with uh, Giri Kovar as a fourth outside hitter along with uh, uh, Osmani Wantorena, Daniele Lavia and Alessandro Micheletto uh, because actually he didn't play a lot with uh, with Lube uh, this season and that's exactly what Lanza was pointing out in his uh, polemic post on, on, on Facebook without directly call or spell Kovar's name <laughs> but uh, it says something like, uh, well, th there are some that have played and some that haven't played. And I think that the ones that played should have been considered more than the one that didn't play. Um, but I think that the reason is, well, Blengini knows Kovar very well. He has also trained him in the past two months in, uh, in Civitanova. But uh, having just one libero, I think that Blengini thought that Kovar could be an emergency call if something will ever happen to to uh, Max Colacci. Uh, on the other end, uh, when it comes down to the... Well, and, uh, I would uh, just to mention also, uh, if, if you can answer this, uh, was it also controversial Colacci instead of Balazzo? Well, um, I think that that's a, that's a point that has been made before, uh, especially also by Ronnie talking about the, the US and Russia. Uh, those tournaments, I think that the experience has a, a big weight on the decision of how to, to pick, a, to, what player to, to select. And actually, Balazzo had, for me, the best uh, season of his career so far. But... Also, Colacci has been consistent. I mean, we can't say that Colacci had a, had a bad season and is also more used to this kind of, um, of tournaments. So whoever, whoever would have called for me would, would be fine. And uh, I think the major experience for Colacci in major tournaments uh, made the, the difference uh, at the end. Uh, it's pretty interesting, the, the three middle blockers choices, because we all know that Italy doesn't have that outstanding middle blockers, the world-class one like, I don't know, uh, Simon, Lukao or, uh, or Muzerski. So it basically had a group of good middle blockers uh, from where uh, Blengini could, uh, could pick. And I think for the same reason of Colacci, uh, Piano was selected as one of them. Then, of course, Anzani. And then the call of Galassi is something that um, surprised me a little bit, but I also like a lot because Galassi had a pretty good uh, 1L uh, before he had a pretty good season with uh, with Monza. So I I would have picked him uh, over uh, Mazzone, probably, because Mazzone didn't have this, such a great season. It's, he improved his... Sorry, he's serving a lot, but when it comes down to the other aspect of the games, it wasn't the best season so far. Uh, there also a kind of, uh, how can I say, conspiracy theory here in Italy that Blengini didn't call Ricci because uh, uh, he doesn't want him to build a chemistry with Giannelli, 
considering that the two will play together in Perugia next year, probably they're gonna be that's gonna be a problem for for Blengini's Lube. But also that's one of the things you can read online uh, in forums or Twitters. On the general aspect of the of the team, as we've said many times before, we have to rely on the two old lions, uh, Ivan Zaitsev and Osmani Wantorena. And by how they will be good or not, to me, will depend more the fortune of Italy. And it will be interesting also to see which player who will be the second outside hitter between uh, La Via and Micheletto. And I am really happy that he called Micheletto because, uh, again, you have a group of uh, outside hitter you could pick from, and I don't know, Recine, for example, could, could have been one of them, uh, Lanz himself, if you want to, to add into the list. So who will be the second uh, outside hitter? I think that uh, Lavia will start between the the process of the tournament, Micheletto will gain uh, more time on on the court. Well, for for me, okay, uh, go on, Ronnie, sir. Uh, I will talk only about the the guys that didn't make it versus the guy that make it. We are talking about Lanza versus Cover. I think that it, it has to do with some similarities about Balasso and why Colaccia and not Balasso. Cover uh, had the titles, but he didn't have the time of in court. Balasso had the title, but doesn't have the experience. And let's be honest, Balasso, uh, with any other libero, Lube can get titles. It's not about the libero. We are not talking about you. You, you are good. You have good defense, but Colashi, uh, for me, is a better libero right now. Maybe in four years he will not play anymore and retires before that. And of course we are talking about Balasso being the best libero in Italy. When those guys, Rossini, uh, Colacci, uh, retires from, from volleyball. And, and it's, normal. it's normal, everyone has his time in, in this sport. And about Kovar and, and, and Lanza, uh, I will give the reason to Lanza why. Maybe he didn't win anything. But he played, he played in Monza and he reached the final in France, didn't win anything, but he played, he suffered, he, he trained a lot and not to be uh, uh, in the bench like Kovar did, because I think after the, the scandal of Kovar being uh, with uh, abuse of illegal substance, his career uh, was like Look, this is what we have for you. Take it or leave it. And I think he is a player that already give up in his aspiration of being, you know, like a, a volleyball player that, that actually plays. He is now more like a key player, a, a role player. Uh, go, uh, go, go to receive because Montorena have back pain. And for me, that's the, that's the job of... of, uh, of uh, of cover, sorry. And of course, Nicola had a good argument there uh, saying that maybe if, I don't know, Kolashi injuries, which is 
let's say for a liver to injury is not so common, but it could happen in a training. Players get injury and, and such. But uh, I think I, w I would rather have four good oxide hitters that three ones and one that only is good for receiving. Because, I mean, Olympics are, are a tournament that is supposed to be for the best of the best. Right now, Italy has uh, experimenting a, a generation change with the last tournament of Juan Torena. Maybe Ivans too, who knows, and they need to look forward. And that's why I think Italy will not be that so strong in the next, uh, in the next couple of years. Maybe before, the, before Paris or after Paris, they will have, again, a decent squad with Rinaldi, uh, Micheletto and those uh, young, young promises. Uh, about Micheletto, well, uh, he's, he's the future, Not, no doubt about it. Italy fans believe on him uh, since he stepped up in that Super Cup, maybe before. But uh, I think uh, like happened in... Like, like happened in, in other teams, uh, this is not uh, this is not a BNL, this is not a Euro Volley or World Championship. This is the the tournament that everyone wants to play. And he's lucky that he didn't get to play in Group B because it will be more harder for him to play. So yes, I think Italy for me will be the second. And the match versus Poland will end 3-1 or maybe 3-2, but I don't think they have the deep to to achieve the victory because uh, also the second game of Italy is versus Poland. Maybe if if, if we're the, the last one or the, or the fourth game, you know, Poland is very tired to play with the starters, maybe they want to make a bench move which I don't think so because they won the first play, maybe, but it will be very, very hard to, to see Italy won, win over Poland, but it could happen, it happened five years ago, it could happen again, sorry, no, not five years ago, uh, well, it happened five years ago versus France, and it could happen again. Okay, let's uh, let's make also my argument on these two issues. Uh, I would not say that Mazzone missing is a surprise for me. I don't think Mazzone is the most uh, confident guy to play on in such a tournament, and uh, at least uh, I don't. I'm not sure I like him uh, in the, uh, as a, as a whole. Galassi was not. It's not that of a name, but uh, Monza is fourth in the championship in the league, so that that's a, that's probably enough. Uh, at least, of course, it's it's about individual skills, but uh, I believe that Galassi played a very good, uh, very good league and also a very good VNL. Uh, secondly, about the Liberals, uh, I would surely say that Balazzo had a better season than uh, than Kouachi. And here the argument about experience probably is valid. So, uh, so that is not big of an issue for me, but there's still a little bit of a question mark. And thirdly, Lancer against Kova 
this is a total shock. I mean, Kova could receive, but Kova hasn't played as a regular for how many years in Lube? Three, four, I don't know. I think after he went, he come back of because of the scandal of doping, he never played uh, again as a starter. So, uh, but, but even before, he wasn't a regular for so, Lube. Yeah. He's always been that kind of guy that is a second bar, third, uh, that you don't know exactly how to to do, to define him. I don't, I don't know. He probably played more in 2012. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't understand this uh, at all. Uh, Lancer played some great matches uh, again in Monza uh, during the, the whole uh, Italian uh, league. Uh, the last season, uh, one of the matches was uh, extremely, extremely good, I believe, against Vibu in the in the playoffs. The playoff. Not, not, yeah. not, not sure, not hundred percent sure, but it's it's very strange. Uh, with Juan Torrena, Lanza, and Micheletto, I was not going to be that sure who is going to be the second one. But with Juan Torrena, Micheletto, and Lavia. I would say that Micheletto should start. I, 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 even uh, even a, a two years, I believe, two or three years younger, Micheletto is the better player for me. Probably not not that consistent, but Lavia is, uh, is needed that uh, consistent in uh, in Modena. And now he's going to be, I would say, a, a reserve, a substitute of Micheletto in, in, in Trento. Uh, the next season, probably I'm going to be wrong, but with uh, with Matej Kaziski, Micheletto, uh, I, I I would say that Lavi is going to be there also uh, at the third choice for an outside hitter. Uh, okay, uh, the other four teams in the group are Iran. Uh, they will they will start again uh, against Poland in their first match on uh, Saturday. Uh, and uh, Canada, uh, Japan, the host, and Venezuela. Let's mention some words about them. Uh, Iran, Iran is, uh, I would say that uh, the young are attacking there, and uh, the the old players, let let's say it in this way, are uh, reducing in the team. But but still, we have Maruf there, Ebadipur, Gulami there, Musavi, of course. But some also new names, uh, at least uh, especially on the on the outside hitter position, but also the the, the opposite position, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting for me how they play. I, I believe that they uh, they'll qualify for the quarterfinals. The problem with Iran was. Uh... <laughs> The I mean I don't think he was fired. He asked for leave, Igor Kolakovic, and they lose their uh, their coach for the entire cycle uh, before the the Olympic Games. Or I mean, if they if if they fired that I don't think he didn't. Uh, that was a huge mistake, and the other mistake was uh, hiring. Uh, Alegno. Alegno, because we already know that Alegno is tired. Is tired from from volleyball. He he wasn't. He he don't want to know more. And they offer money. And when the only motivation of a man uh, to work is money, shit happened. You know. So literally, uh, this squad with two liberals, uh, Maruf. I, I 
I believe this will be the, the last Olympic game of Maruf and Sayef, Musabi and all those guys. I mean, uh, it's not that even with I Igor Kolakovic, Aydan had a chance to make it into the semi-finals, but uh, it will be for sure a, a downgrade from, from Rio and uh, 2019 which they have a great season in the BNL making into the into the final six as the second or, or third country uh, but it's a team that has uh, a future now the question is who will be in the next uh, years the man who will uh, take control of the of the team I think uh, hiring Allegno was bad, and they and they will pay for what for what he did. I don't think any of those players deserve to have a bad Olympic Games only because the coach doesn't care. And and I now see why Gaemi in his statement has exactly. Uh, <laughs> I was to point it out it too. Has uh, has a little bit of reason, just a little bit, because Gaemi is a average player. I w I wouldn't say mediocre, but because he had some good uh, games uh, under the national team uh, share, but he's no one. So uh, if if it was Mosabi to say that, maybe, and of course he was. Uh, he was uh, angry because he he didn't he didn't was uh, picked for the for the Olympics. Olympic team, and this is understandable under that circumstances. So for me, Iran will battle. We have a a good battle with Japan and Canada, and I think those three teams are are the same. So anyone can could get the third or fourth place. It will more, it will be more harder to to see uh, now a clear uh, team that pick fifth uh, because it is not like in the group B that we all know that yeah. Argentina and Tunisia are below the four that we mentioned. Uh, but for me, they are they are fourth. Let's say fourth. Okay, Canada. They were, uh, actually they're going to. To be the, the the participants in the first match mm. of the of the men's tournament against Italy on uh, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. local time. Awful. It's a 3 3 a.m. here and 2 p uh, 2 a.m. Uh, in uh, yeah 2 oh, in uh, Italy. Oh. So yeah, it, I, I'm I have a little bit of uh, a doubt that I'm going to watch this live. Sorry, Italy and Canada. But it, but I'm sure that Nicole will do. <laughs> yeah, probably it's one game, so yeah. it's that's a sacrifice that the that we gladly do. Yeah, um, I'm not convinced about Canada. Um, I mean, they have a core of player who have played um, abroad for for some years now, so they they're pretty experienced. They have some some numbers. Personally, uh, watching him playing in. In Trento, I really like uh, Nicolas Hogg for for his attitude for for how he plays, and 
uh, we all know Svark for me is was one of the sensation in in, in the past uh, Super Lega. So the, the middle blockers are are pretty good, but they especially during the BNL and and the previous games, they leave me the idea that if they get under pressure, it's very difficult to them to to overcome. Uh, whatever is going to happen in the during the match, and to try something different, uh, especially if you take into account that the opposite will probably be uh, um, Vernon Evans as a starter, who basically hasn't played uh, <laughs> a, a game entirely from start to finish in uh, in, in Perugia this year. A so even <laughs> probably I said, yeah. Oh, we'll have we'll have to check. Probably the last game when Perugia played with the bus driver and uh, and the guys who wrapped the tickets. Uh, so we, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I hope that Italy could could get the the whole three points against them in the in the first game. And then, as Ronnie said, it's one of those three teams that will will battle for the third and the fourth place in, in Group A. Yeah, in my notes, I have about Canada in the shadow of the big brother and uh, also a bunch of good players, but no one great. Exactly. Would you agree and with that? That's, and that's the main problem with Canada. They have experienced squad, but they don't have great players. Yeah, <laughs> they have Perrin, they have Hope, they yeah. have Mar, yeah. they yeah. have yeah. Sanders. And for the Canadians, people that will watch this part uh, if a team like Cuba which was almost a U23 team with Simon uh, took it uh, till the five set in the qualification tournament uh, what can you expect of a team like that and of course like you mentioned these, these are guys that are playing now like 10 seasons already like uh, like Perrin and uh, Hulk, but they never play in at least for Perrin. He he, he had a, a, an extent in in Sala Crusado, and his uh, world career has been in Russia and not in the top team. So uh, you could also say that Hulk played in Perugia, but he only played as pinch server. Uh, he tried to make a career in Poland, didn't didn't go well. Uh, so now he he's in Turkey. Maybe uh, now will will play in the in the father's team, which is Arkazismu. And but overall, Canada uh, has, like you say, decent middle blockers. Let's let's face it, they have taller middle blockers in Schwartz and Jansen Bardurm and those guys. Uh, but um, uh, I mean, the opposite is too young and is not regular. He never, in his entire career, he only played as a starter in Ravenna because, I mean, if you don't play starter in Ravenna, you are, you are not for the Italian league. So, uh, uh, yes, uh, the, the libero is okay. Another problem with Canada, the setter, because TJ Sanders is no more because of the injuries. Now you have Brett Watch and Jay Blankenau, which is uh, who, who are in that way. And of course, uh, the, the outside hitters, which for me is the, is the main problem. None of them are regular in his game. 
no Mark, no Hulk, no Perry, and are the players that are uh, uh, spend the most part of their career injured. So they are uh, injury prone. So uh, sorry, but uh, I don't think that it will be. Maybe maybe they they make it in fourth place. But uh, I didn't like what I see in the after uh, Antigua departure and what has become Canada since that uh, since 2017 and yes and I think that's one of the reason uh, uh, sorry I think one of the reason is the injury of TJ Sander he was a good uh, good let's say interesting player setter and since he got injured Canada wasn't the same anymore they still managed to qualify for the Olympics but I think this will be, if Cuba doesn't, doesn't mess up, I think they will not going to be in, the, in Paris 2024. Yeah, that's yeah, maybe, my... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe Elk should have called uh, uh, Lepke, uh, considering that it's probably going to be the future outside hitter oh, of Cuba. He, he, or... he, he isn't in the, in the team, Lepke? I, I think... No, he's not. Well, that you that now you have it. I mean, let you play more volleyball in the VNL than Hulk, than Perry, and and he he's in the he's in the roster. So uh, yeah, yes. I, I, I'm I'm looking at it on the F5WB sites. So uh, the outside is uh, Perren, Marshall, Hulk, Mar, and no no, no Lepke. I would have taken him because I mean he would be the future of, of Canada. He would have got a good experience, uh, especially if Canada didn't qualify for the quarterfinal. At least he would have played some good games with uh, with Italy, with Poland, with uh, Iran and and Japan. Marshall, Marshall had a good season in Chamon in France. He made it into the final, and in the final he injured his uh, abdominal. So yeah, and he. It, it was a serious injury because he didn't he didn't finish and that's okay. why that's why they call Lanza to play in his position and well let's let's see what the future brings for Canada but I think they they may, they, they might be out of this uh, competition uh, of uh, sorry of the quarterfinals. Okay, uh, uh, lastly, uh, it's of course the Japan, MVP, the MVP, uh, the, the, the future MVP of the tournament and Olympic champion Yuji Nishida. It's incredible. Uh, sorry, that, that How... I, I, I just uh, was not able to, yeah, to uh, not, not, not to say this. Uh, okay, uh, what do you expect from the hosts? Well, because uh, they have they have Ishikawa, they have uh, they have Nishida, they have the new uh, star, the new kid on the block, Takahashi. Well, um, I think Japan Federation of Volleyball pay FIB to make uh, his advertising uh, partner. You know, because uh, since the game will be held in Tokyo. Uh, International Federation, or what they call it now, Volleyball World, has been advertising over and over 
and over again this team and they don't are even the the best team in the competition no even top five or top seven something like that but it's true that in the let's say last two years or after the the world championship with the arrival of Yuji Nishida uh, Japan has uh, has been let's say more harder to be than before you know we always look the game uh, of Japan versus an European team and we could expect at least 3-1 or 3-0 you know the, the the routine game nobody watched those games uh, unless like Nicola who always watch when Italy plays no, uh, but for me playing Cuba versus Japan, I watched the first the first set and I already know that it's gonna be a 3-0. That changed with the arrival of Philip Blaine, the ex-coach of France, former uh, national team uh, coach uh, of that country, and he he is in the coach, the official coach, the head coach, but he gives the instruction in the technical times. And we all see that Japan has changed the 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 way he played before. You know, less arrow, uh, more rhythm, more regular. They beat Russia in the first week of the BNL, which is a great accomplishment, doing the fact that Japan has an average height of eight of one eighty five, and Russia two meters. So, uh, uh, and without Nishida, of course, you have guys like Ishikawa, who, who is always helpful. But uh, in, in overall, Japan, like Argentina, don't have physical game and don't have size either. So it's very hard for them to compete with, uh, like, let's say, Poland, Italy or even Canada, but Canada doesn't have good reception. So that, that's, that could be the, the key of Japan, trying to make some pressure in the server line with Nishida, with Takahashi and the others guys, and see what happened, what could happen. So uh, uh, yes, that's my, that's my prediction. I think they, will, they could make it in fourth place, it will be historical. We already know that Japan already won the Olympics in '72, a long time ago, when the when the volleyball was playing by the monkeys. Uh, sorry, but this is true. Was an, another different sport, another different system. And now let's see if they can they can make it. Okay, yeah. let's go to the to the women's tournament probably for several minutes just to mention I, I believe that is going to be a, a great uh, great tournament there with uh, with Brazil with USA with Russia with Italy with Turkey with China of course uh, with Japan uh, probably I missed I missed something uh, Ronnie probably uh, you can start here uh, quickly uh, like it happened in the main the B the B pool was the strongest, but uh, in the men's section, four teams are the are the let's say the, favorite. the the favorite four teams to qualify. Now you have uh, five. Uh, even five teams. 
for me, the team that it will not make it will be uh, the era OC, uh, Russia, Russian Olympic Committee. Why? Because they are not that Russia team anymore that dominate a world championship or Grand Prix or something like that since the retirement of Sokolova and Gamova. They 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 had they they didn't have sorry they have been the same. Um, the problem another problem is the retirement before the Olympics of Tatiana Kocheleva. I don't I think he has to do with the coach. I don't know because you just don't retire one month before the Olympics, even if you are injured. You want to be in the Olympics because it will be the last time you have the chance to go a competition of that level. So guys say that uh, Lanza didn't didn't go to the Olympics because he didn't agree to be the the bench player uh, and Micheletto was the starter. I don't think so. Even if I went to give only water to my teammates, I want to go to the Olympic Games, and <laughs> I think that was one of the. Go away, even is Svetlana Belkovic is no on the roster because he was mother recently, uh, of uh, with with record Lisinac. Um, uh, but Brazil is uh, they have more games on his back. They they play the BNL entirely with almost the same squad, and I think they will win the win the pool. But it will be very. Let's say I think Brazil will make it into the semi-finals because I'm projecting that Turkey will be the the fourth team in the in the in the pool B. In the uh, but for me, uh, and I say right now the main favorites to win this tournament are United States and China. It's difficult to see one team better than other because uh, China didn't play with USA with all his strength. So let's remember that in BNL, Coach Lamping uh, called the, the, the Super Six uh, for the fourth and fifth week. They won all the matches, 3-1, 3-0. So, uh, but he didn't make it to the semifinals. It, it could have been interesting if they play in the semis, but I think it's good that way to give the taste to the other teams to, to see what happened. And of yeah. course, they beat Brazil without the Super Six, so uh, it's, it's interesting China in this uh, competition. Uh, for me also, US, uh, the US team is the favorite because of the fact that they have very deep bench here. I, in my notes, I have that uh, uh, when you have players like Lauren Carlini and Megan Courtney out of the team, they're not, they didn't even make into the squad. This is a very... So they have Thompson and uh, uh, Thompson and Drews and uh, and Barch Heckley and uh, Larson and uh, and Kimberly Hugh uh, is was a substitute in the final against Brazil in the VNL with uh, Poster and Hancock on the setter position. 
so it's a very uh, deep team in terms also what they have on the bench. Uh, it's very interesting for me, the Italy team. Italy has a great team with uh, this absolute phenomenon uh, uh, as Paolo Egono, but uh, I'm not sure because, for example, Serbia has Boskovic and Mihailovic uh, as uh, players who can score a lot and uh, uh, in in these terms, Italy has only gone. I'm not sure that Katerina Buzetti and uh, and Miriam Sira are the players who can score a lot in order to be more even in terms of points with Egono. And I don't. I think that this could hurt Italy's chances because uh, Egono can cannot win alone. I also believe that Turkey will be probably uh, fourth and maybe even fifth in the. Uh, it's a little bit like Canada, uh, very good players, not that great. Probably the uh, the the Black Wolf Karakurt will uh, uh, be a great player, but I'm not sure she's that consistent for now. So this is for me, and also of, of course China with uh, with uh, the Iron Hammerland pin is going to be a, a favorite, but I, I'm putting them on second place after the US team. And so team will be the flag barrier of uh, China, which give more uh, uh, importance to that medal if they achieve. Okay, uh, probably that was enough. Uh, one, uh, Fast prediction for the men and the women uh, Olympic champion. I'm saying uh, uh, Brazil in men and US team in women. Poland in men and United States in, in women. Nicola? Well, I think Brazil in men and whoever you say in women. <laughs> okay, that was enough for today. I, I hope you enjoyed this very long podcast uh, preview about uh, the Olympic Games. I would suggest that we make one episode in the after the after the group phase, and that was it for today. Uh, I hope you enjoy and uh, bye bye. See you. Listen to us the next time. Follow us in all the networks, and that was all for today. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.